Hello, friends. Passing Dimes is over the moon to announce our new partnership with BetStamp. BetStamp is a mobile app in the sports betting space that shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. Say you're like me and you find it more engaging to put $20 down on your favorite team. With BetStamp, you can compare the best available odds at one sportsbook versus the worst odds at another sportsbook all in one spot. Go to the App Store today and download BetStamp for free and use code DIMES. That's D-I-M-E-S. For more information or to learn more about BetStamp education sessions where you can get an edge in online sports betting, message Passing Dimes on Instagram or Facebook accounts. Stay excellent, friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Passing Dimes. Really excited for today's guest. I got to watch him a lot when he was growing up playing for the Ottawa Mavericks and I was at the OVA. He went on to play for Laval, where he's a national champion. He's represented Canada on our junior national team, and he's also been a member of FTC before going to play pro in France. Please welcome to the show, Bruno Lorte. Bruno, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. So... Your club age group, uh, the reason I remember watching you guys play, because it was pretty stacked. I think you were against those crush guys your whole club career, right? Like you would have played against uh, Danny and Coker and Reed May and Lucas Coleman, but like Storm was really good. Uh, I know Mar played HNU uh, crush, but he was a Storm guy growing up and they had Grabowski and a few other guys. Like, was it just fun playing club volleyball and every tournament was going to be a battle? I didn't even mention the Pac-Man guys. Like your age group was just so good. Yeah, it, it was really good. And like funny story for that, just because... When I started playing, I started playing when I was 14, and um, I decided to try out for the 16U team uh, that year because we had uh, Frank Sandini as a coach there, and my brother had him before me, and I knew he was a really good coach. And I think that my level of play, of play like coming into volleyball at first, was decent just because I had like this old brother I could practice with at home. And, um, so, anyways, long story short, I, I tried out for the 16 team, and we ended up playing. I ended up playing 16 that year. But throughout the whole year, we were tier two for like the most part of the year, maybe one tournament tier one. Um, therefore, like we never really played um, those teams in terms of like uh, a caliber like Crush. Uh, we never seen them all year. We only seen them at nationals where we. We saw them in the finals at National 6 New East, and we ended up winning that. But that year, it was like kind of an adjustment. And then afterwards, like we were tier one the whole time. But that's where we really um, crushed volleyball, which were probably the best team or the best team in the decade for <laughs> 16 New, New 18 U club wise. I know Pac Man is up there too, as well. So, uh, and then. Remember Storm with Stephen Marr, he was the go-to guy. who was like, get the ball to the pen, doesn't matter where, but Stephen Marr get the go-to. And then um, there was always, always that team. Uh, it was Waterloo. I, I don't remember like their team name, but Waterloo had a really good squad as well. They were like grinders. They had like Blaze Wazer and like all those all those kids. So they had a really good team as well. Um but yeah, it, it was, I think playing like 16 like up here, it was beneficial for sure. And I'm happy like that Crush also played up like that. And we got to play like better teams and better players. There was also that team with the two shoehorns, like Tyler and his brother, Blake. Um, they were a solid squad as well, while they were tall. And then... Before Crush, before Lucas Holman went to Crush, he played for Durant Attack. And he had uh, like Robert Wojcik, Alex Dawson, 
oh, they had a really good squad as well. So, like, staying tier one, it was just always the games. Like, we went to those tournaments, and there was, like, maybe one easy game within those. But, yeah, every tournament was a grind. And, you know, you go, you go into those tournaments, and you play, like, what, six games a day. If you get to the final eight, I don't know how, the, how we do it nowadays just to play three sets and sort the next day. But... <laughs> Playing, playing eight games a day was intense, and especially like that caliber where it's like every point you were celebrating and, you know, going ham and just trying to hit every ball as hard as you could. Like, I don't know, it was, it was good for our volleyball uh, development for, I think, for everyone that played that age group. Um, another team that popped up my head was like Dan Goldville with like Mac. Um, they had a good team as well. So, yeah, I think uh, like it was it was special having that core of guys with those years. And then like when we got to 18U where uh, most of the players graduated and then most of us, we played a year up, right? So we stayed in that extra year. Um, and then that year it was like only crush volleyball with us, Mavericks volleyball, really good squads. And I remember that that provincial finals, like we went in three against crush, but it was so close and like, Everyone was watching the whole gym. You know, the provincial, the war, uh, war rim park, I think. Called, uh, but yeah, there's like barely no stand, but it's packed. And yeah, those, those were good days, but for sure, like, um, playing, playing with all those guys, um, it made the club and made my decision to come to volleyball like much easier because I was playing hockey before for like 14 years or 13 years or so. Yeah, I remember that provincial final actually because you guys took the first set and you were in control of that match. Like, do you remember was that maybe uh, maybe Frank was your 18 year coach? I don't remember. But was that the coach's plan that like we're going to get them at provincials? We're going to be ready. Like, we're going to peak at the right time. We're going to be fired up. Like, what was going through your head before that match? And then when you like confirmed it and you guys did take down the first set because that was a very impressive match. Yeah, I, I remember before the game, this is like, I have flashes here and there. We were in the, the locker right in front of it. Like, I know, I, I remember I was stressed because I know it was going to be a big, big game. And like, I think I was the go-to guy in our team. And, um, well, at that point, and then I know it was going to be a big game with, you know, a lot of fans. Like, we haven't played Crush. Uh, like, we played them like three times and we probably got wrecked most of those games. And so going into the provincial, like, obviously, the final sorry we, we knew we had a good tournament and like we were ready but obviously you're still stressed right like in that, at that age like sometimes you don't handle pressure as well so like that's another key factor that, like frank was talking about like make sure you go out there like for, for pressure wise and you know, just handle it the way you can he, 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 he knew he talked to me like hey you're gonna have a lot of balls for sure and you gotta have take a lot of room and but that was fine like i think for, for most of our career like especially club um like i was a go-to guy into fabric um so i was that but for, like going into the finals it was stressful obviously like any finals any important game in in your career uh, that's where i remember that locker room and just like getting ready there and just all smiling because we're in the finals technically so we're already like well, we made it we just had like one more step and i don't know we felt ready but that was a key moment i remember um and then hitting the court like like you said we were in the control in the first set like we had a really good uh, 
plan against them, like what to do. Like they were hitting a lot of cross, example. And, um, Frank was really good with that. And then we had Siri Laving as well. Uh, he's a former mobile player as well. And uh, he was coaching us back then. I think Tyler Vivian as well. And Tyler Vivian was, and it, it motivated us. Like, yeah, the same style as Frank, just, you know, like full energy. Um, but yeah, they were really helpful. And anyways, after the first sets, I know we were in control, but like Cross, he's have so much experience and they're, they're so talented. Well, back in the day, like, we're all like superstars on that team that got together to form that 18 team with like Mara and Coleman. Um, but yeah, that second set, I think, I, I don't remember, but I think we got crushed pretty easily in that second set. I, like, I think they were mad that we won the first set. And then going back into the third set, um, kind of my fault. I can always think back on that third set because we had um, a really good right side back in club. Like he was up and down, but in that final, he was so good. Uh, Jeremy Cote, like probably didn't play. Um, all he maybe Algonquin. I'm not quite sure. Maybe yeah. Path, but he he was. Um, him and Mozafar, which like Mozi, our setter, they were playing high school together in club their whole year. So they had a really good connection on the right side. And Dermedidal was always coming to me on the left because I had every ball, right, basically. And they like kept slowing me down, you know, like making good plays, good defense. And they were like transitioning, getting those steals. And I'm like, I always think back to this day, like I should have told Mozi, like just give it to Jared. Jared was on fire for that game. Like he's the one that carried the first set. He was scoring because he was one of you one on one all game, right? Um, maybe if we changed that, could have carried the game and you know, change the change the outcome. Um, yeah, we first team, but honestly, like two good teams going against each other, like um, one has to win, and come all comes down to you know who can perform the most. And, well, obviously they, they came out on top, but we, we were still happy with you know, the, the way we performed. Like obviously we still lost, but we still got there. We still got a set off of the like it, it was it was good for our like, it was good mentally for us to be national on that especially when it started last year. Of course it would, would have been fun to you know win provincials <laughs> against Crush, but now, what was it like being rivals with those guys? But also, I think you got along with everybody in your age group. And the reason I say that is I think you played 18U Beach Nationals with Coker, right? So what was it like battling against that guy your whole club career and then combining forces to play beach with them? Yeah, so 18U, uh, where did we play? We played, so 17U, he, he added me on Facebook and then he asked me like, hey, would you be interested in playing beach volleyball nationals? And I was only playing uh, max volleyball here. So max volleyball is like a league here. We play in the summer. It's every Monday. You're probably, you probably know the league, but it's the only like beach I ever played in my life. It was just max volleyball here with my brother. And then Andrew wrote me on Facebook um, and I knew him from club. He's like, Oh, you want to come down and play, you know, those beach nationals. Uh, I'm like, sure. Like ask mom and dad, Hey, can we, can I go down? So I ended up going down there. Uh, I think it was like two days before nationals or something, uh, just to you know go out in the sand and practice with them. And, but right, like right away, we just had chemistry. It was just like same style as me, all like crafty, always smiling. Like everything's good. Oh yeah, we 
we're gonna fix this. Don't worry. Like had the same like emotion. I don't know. We, we just had the same love for the game, and so right away we connected within those two first days of going to nationals uh, with him. And he's he's a real good friend still to this day. Obviously, we we never played together besides that uh, that time. Um, but for sure, that's a weekend of the beach that I always remember. It's just we go in and you know I never played beach. He kind of knew every team out there because he's from Toronto and most players play on that Ashridge Bay Beach tour and all those tournaments. And um, but yeah, we ended up going to the finals against this comment and remake. But in the in the semifinals, we're playing. Shoehorns, I think. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember. But for one play, for one play that that day, I was playing as I told Andrew Goldbach, just designing a bird. At that one play, I remember Andrew was blocking on the right side, and the ball went over him, roll shot, and I ran. And I, like, I dove, but at the back of my foot, I hit my toes on my heel. And at that point, like, my toe was broken. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything that semifinals. And I'm so mad at myself because like it was my first tournament, you know, coming in, not really knowing Andrew, trying to do the best for him because he asked me to play with him. Um, and I knew he was a good player too, so he wanted to perform. And then like going into the finals, it was like three hours after that game. I was on, I took a lot of Advils or Tenor, I took a nap and I taped my toe, but it was broken. Um, I remember it was broken for like two months afterwards. But um, we we still had a good finals. Andrew carried most of the game. Like obviously we didn't win because I couldn't barely jump. I was Terry Fox on the court, but um, I still tried my best. And like I think Andrew like accepted that I at least tried to play. And I remember, like, his dad and his mom was were, were really happy that I still tried to play, you know, like, you still have, I still had hard to play, not just force the game, at least try. And Andrew played amazing, but obviously he came out short because, like, I don't, <laughs> I couldn't jump. Um, but that was my first experience in terms of, like, Beach National. Um, I never really played on the tour after, uh, I don't know, I, re- I never really got into Beach. Um, but, yeah, I was really happy to play with Andrew. And I remember like university, I'm fast forwarding here, but just to, to play with Andrew, we were in my third year and Andrew asked me like, Hey, you want to come down for a weekend to try out for, um, uh, for the beach, uh, for the worlds to, to go and form a beach near university. Like you have to skip a weekend. Thankfully we didn't have to be there, but it's tough because if you get injured, like going out there and trying out and playing that playing tournament that you have to do, then you come back to university and you can't play but for the team, especially when you're a starter. Like Andrew was a starter for the master setter, and I was a starter for the left side. And so yeah, we never really ended up going, like having the permission to go. But I wish we could have like had a chance because like we were well, um, obviously like. Both the same size. There's not really a blocker, but it would have been fun. But I still, uh, yeah, I still regret it. But honestly, it was the only like huge experience to tour with Andrew, one of my rivals, and still one I'll remember for sure.
Now, uh, I may have skipped a step with just with people who aren't familiar with your career, but I'm glad you mentioned your brother at the start there. Uh, you mentioned you played a lot of hockey growing up. Were you guys a volleyball house? Because uh, just to clarify for the listeners, your brother also went on to play for Laval as a national champion and went on to play pro. So were you guys volleyball guys? Or like you mentioned, you were playing other sports. You guys were just athletes. Like, was it him that got you into it? Or was it him that you saw that you could play at a high level? Like, what was just the connection there growing up? Big hockey family. Like, all around, my dad and they're like eight of their family. They all played hockey. My dad played OHL, um, Junior A. Like, big hockey guy. Um Canadian fans, obviously, <laughs> but um, um, no, I, I used to play hockey and my brother as well. And uh, my brother was the first one. He's 16 U where he did the transition, uh, but he, he didn't do like, do it like a year up. I think he played 50, like he was 15 playing 16 U, which is the, the regular thing to do. Uh, but he started playing volleyball because, like, in, in seven grade seven or grade eight, he was like you know, tall and he got into volleyball and he had Frank as a coach as well um, that year. And he, he got hooked, right? Like that was his sport. You know, you don't see a, often a hockey player that's six, 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 seven on skates. And then like, you know, it, it's kind of rare. And honestly, I'm happy for him that he did the transition because like it, it's, it was a better sport for his height, for his skill set. Uh, more of a mind game too. My my brother is really intelligent. It's like he, he loves like you know like not, and, and not losing stuff and just like making sure like it's, it's a chess game kind of thing. So like middle as well was his position. So I know he did that transition. And then I was still playing hockey. I was like I was twelve back back then. I loved hockey. I still love it to this day. Uh, um, but then, like, I was going to those tournaments just watching my brother, right? Because I was 12 and my parents, they all both went to the tournaments on weekends. I'm like, oh, I got to come, right? I can stay at home alone, I guess. Um, but I was watching my brother and he was like, he had a good team. Um, that's six squad. And they, uh, they won that. Uh, they, they lost nationals. So against the Ottawa Ruse, which had like Phil James and all those Jory Mantai things. But they had, they had, Two good squads in Ottawa, but every time I went to those tournaments, I was watching my brother, and it was like, "This is nice, you know. Like, it's it's a different game. Like, there's celebration after every point. Who can hit the hardest and usually like perform? Um, and then there was that team with Pac-Man. Those guys were just jumping, and you know, back in the days when you're a kid, like, oh, who can jump the highest is like the coolest, and so it was it was very like attached. Just going to the tournaments and um, seeing my brother play. So then, when I got to that age of like, when you don't really play through in U fourteen U there, I know there's some clubs like Mavericks offer those twelve U thirteen, but I don't think it's good volleyball or volleyball. <laughs> so like, I think the good day U sixteen U. But anyways, maybe it's late, but that's my. Um, but I, when I got fourteen, I was playing grade eight. And I was really good. And because back home, uh, my parents, we had a volleyball court at home. So like during summer, we would just like play two hours a day. My brother, my brother was just hitting balls, like playing pepper. Like you could do everything. And that's where like we got an edge early on for you know, sports like that, especially volleyball with technical skills. Like you need a lot of practice. Um, but yeah, when I was 14, I was like, all right, like, I have the decision to make here. And... Like I was starting to get 
for playing hockey and more confident and I don't know like hockey like it was a big decision for me bigger probably than my brother just because like I think I could have been good at hockey well maybe not go far but I still love the game but then at 14 you I was like yeah I'm, I'm really good at this I just gotta try out right I just gotta go at the trial and maybe I'll get hooked maybe not and then uh, I got to the tryout and uh, my dad spoke to Frank like oh he's just trying out Frank was the coach as well that year. Um, and then, like, I got the tryout, and, you know, I was <laughs> I was really stressed because I was playing, like, first trial with Pat Duet, um, two guys from Al- Alfred, like, out east of Ottawa. They were, like, thick guys hitting hard balls. And I remember the first, like, day of trial, I was just struggling. And, like, God, like, I'm not struggling. Like I was really good at grade eight against like high school, uh, like high schooler, like grade nine. But that was, my first trial was pretty tough. But then like coming back in and just getting more confident, I was like, this, this is, this is super fun, and I enjoy it a lot more. Hockey at the moment, um, I think I had decent future as well. I had that edge in terms of volleyball skills. So for that year, what I decided to do is uh, drop from double-A uh, hockey to B hockey. It was so competitive. They're more flexible. Like, oh, I'm missing a game. I'm missing a practice. Um, and I could try uh, club volleyball, which like high performance with all the HP. Uh, I'm 16 with Frank. And I knew Frank was a coach. I'm like, maybe like, yeah, I have to try it. And uh, on that year, I played both. Like I went to hockey, I went to volleyball right after, or switching up every night. And then sometimes I was calling Frank, like, "Hey, can I skip practice? I want to go to hockey, have a game." It's like, yeah, no worries. It was kind of a deal we made with Frank, which was nice. He was really nice to let me do that, just to you know, make, like trying to figure out which sport I wanted to play. Um, and then, like, if I wanted to go back in hockey, then you just go and try out again, you know, high high level. But like after that year, where you know I told only playing tier year, um, and, and just arriving at national, outperforming everyone and just everything, and just the team bonding as well, and then just winning against Crush in that final. And then after that year, I was like, okay, this like this is the sport I have to be like. We just won national. It's for a reason. We just did one national, so I have to stick with this sport, right? Like. Usually when you're good at something, just stick along with it. <laughs> sure that some people just take it aside and just put it away. So after that year, I remembered I decided to just continue with volleyball. And then I still played like house league hockey, uh, which like, I think it was like a game or two games a week. At one practice, I was never going, <laughs> just playing hockey. It was fun because when you go back in those leagues and you play competitive so for a high level, like you're just dominating, like on the ice, right? You're just too fast, or so it was fun for that year just to play, you know, with no, no body contact, just like stress free, and I could go whenever I want. I think I missed half the games, but I could still play, but then like connect really with volleyball the game. So that's really when I got into it. But obviously, like my brother making that transition early on, and us having the volleyball court at home. Well, it was not like all of it, just like grass, but <laughs> no more grass than the Yankees are playing so much. Uh, but 
Sweet, man. Yeah, it's so cool to hear how you fell in love with it. So it seems like the next natural step. But again, did it help with your brother being a few years ahead of you that when he committed to Laval or when you were looking at which college or university to attend, were you were you honestly open and looking at a few options or you wanted to go to Laval as soon as like your brother had a good experience there? I still think back in that day, like where I committed to Laval and I still look back and like what really happened like for me to go there, you know, because my brother started to like what really happened and obviously you asked me that question was like still got me thinking of it and I remember like when we were in 12th grade you know you had those fairs where all the universities would come to your school and like you check out university and I was always uninterested like I don't know why or maybe I was just like not ready to but I was just like still in the high school vibe and never thinking of like oh which university unless they have all ball programs. Like, um, and I know going back to tournaments, like there was scouts, like I know Brenda was there, Dave Preston were there, but like Brenda like had recruited like Andrew, Danny already, but I know they all like they all went separate ways after Steven too. And then like Dave was there, but um I remember like Brenda talked to me a bit and she, I remember like she was interested but not too much. And she told me, like, okay, like, how were your grades? I had good grades in high school, so it was fine for that. Um, but in terms of, like, physicality, like, touching high, she's like, oh, you, you should be, like, you know, just strong on Queens. You should be, you should be touching 11 four, and But nothing, she did all her job, right? She was just not interested into me and fine that it's fine with me. So I never, like, got into, like, going out there. Um, and actually, like, into like a visit but then I remember like Alex Oneid that was playing on that team he was from Ottawa as well and one summer he's like oh bro, like just, just just come out just just try it out you know trying to recruit as well for Brenda and so I went there and I was coaching I remember I was 18 we're doing summer camp for like 12 year olds that I was coaching there for summer camps and you know just staying with Alex for the week and just he was like showing me the, the you know the sports facility and everything around campus. So that was like a small visit. It wasn't like official from you know Brenda, but she was happy to have me there. Just but she was like more Alex doing that, the work. <laughs> and like for McMaster, Dave, I think he had like other visions, and so he wasn't really interested. Uh, I think the same for Guelph. And like beside that, I didn't really had um, a lot of approaches from uh, like to come uh, do a full visit. Uh, the only like big one I had was right from Thompson Rivers out west. Well, I got an email and it's like, oh, you should come visit. Then we're gonna fly you. Uh, he was offering a full full ride, and I never went there. I never took the flight. Uh, I just. Um, I don't know. I went. I think that was at the same time. If I go back into my timeline, that was at the same time as um, I was going to visit Laval. Um, obviously, because my brother's there, right? And Oscar and Gino that were there, they didn't really uh, like try to recruit me. They didn't send an email. It was all through my brother. It was just like like close. Like my brother's like, oh, come, Pascal, my brother's got for the weekend. He's gonna. So me and Pat Goulet, uh, Gule, uh, all six nine guy that was playing basketball. We went there together for a weekend, 
Um, well, yeah, for a weekend, we had like practice in the morning, serve, receive, serve. Uh, that was that was with Piagetics at points. Um, one of the four arrows, Canada, a super good guy. Well, that was interesting. Well, like, you got to play with like good players that were multi. You get that practice at night where you get Tommy Bellil, Calligraphy, uh, all those amazing players. So the experience of just like seeing those guys and the greatness of the team and like these guys performing, they're not they're not kids, big men. <laughs> and, um, for sure, it's like being at first, but like it was just so eye opening. Like, oh, this is nice. This is and like we had a night out after with the boys, and on top of that, like obviously it was French and my first language French. Um, obviously I was better at school for sure in French. Uh, I, I don't know if I would have been like good in English. Probably yes, because I'm so with it, um, especially in writing. But like it was French. So that was other big bonus why I should go there. And I didn't really try to contact Montreal just because I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the program itself, and did not perform super well. So. Well, yeah, after the Laval, uh, like I went there for the weekend. Um, it, it was just like I was barely talking about things. That was funny, but I remembered. And it was all through my brothers, like, oh, what are you going to do? And then obviously, Pascal talked to me, like, post practice, like, hey, we're still interested in you, like, blah, 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 you know. But it, it, it was different for him back in the day because Imoilu were just like a senior program, you know, just getting all those players. So, like, recruiting it was not really his forte in terms of like you know going to tournaments outside Quebec and you know getting um especially that like don't offer a lot, of, a lot of money well it's harder for those players to come right um and it's a French university as well I know there's English programs because it's international but not every program is probably offered in English but anyways um but yeah it was a theater program for for so this recruiting was like, eh, like if you come you come <laughs> and I think that year uh, Billy Elden well we played Ottawa Maz my brother in well but when I committed I think what I was that was Billy Elden I played with them on Monday nights like the other kid I'm sad he didn't come to Laval I think he was a good friend of Olivier Janini as well and my brother um, but yeah, that so, anyways, to come back to the, the recruiting story. Like, just I never went to Thompson River, and I think the, the reason I didn't go is because they didn't have exposure like the program. Uh, like, I didn't know anything about the program. It was like, I don't know, like, I didn't know about like, okay, I've heard of them, but I never heard of Thompson Rivers, especially when you're in high school, you don't really follow university sports, right? So, when you look at university sports, like, the playoffs or whatever you want to see those teams right and i never heard of those even though like i think gordon went there or kevin tilly or never heard of them but it was at the same time laval and i think like after that weekend just seeing that team and like knowing that most of the guys are staying um and i was talking i back back it's like yeah like we're gonna go there this is a nice school, like in terms of volleyball. And it was an all-time big school. And another factor was uh, to get a 
Sydney now being our assistant coach with Frank, he, he went to Laval, right? So um, obviously it was kind of pushing it, but like he told us, like, hey, it's a good like program for volleyball. Like you, you won't be disappointed, and this is the best French program. So um, I think that it was an easy decision. Like I never. I always think back, like, oh, I should have contacted, like, you know, like Alberta, UBC. You never know, like, just hey, I'm interested. Are you open to discussions or are you another Ontario team? I don't know, but yeah, the recruiting was like super easy in terms of like decision making. It was just like, yeah, I'm going there, and I had my brother too, so I could stay in the sense of the first year because you know you're leaving home. So when you're 18, you don't really know, you know, how to cook, how to manage. Well, and so having your brother there for the first year is, you know, it's helpful because it's not easy for all actors to go from high school where you're barely, you know, study focusing on sports, and then that's it, and then go university where like you have to balance both or else. Having my brother there obviously helped a lot, and you know, I don't regret my my decision because the first year we, you know. Yeah, how did you um how did you not have to go be a SAGEP guy? Because you mentioned Limalu and a lot of people do come through SAGEP before they go play in the RSEQ, but you got to play for a team who was just in the national final. I know they lost Carl, but they still had your brother. Uh you mentioned Tommy. Uh Mondu had a big year when Carl wasn't there, and obviously you got to fill in. So what was the what was the situation where you got to go to high school right to Laval and then just being a part of that team who, like I said, was in a national final and you guys were hunting for another national final? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll link the recruiting to this. So I remember, like, after that weekend, I told you the other time where I saw my brother play was at Queens for that national finals, um, and he played, you know, those big, uh, big Bison team in the in the semifinals, and they played Trinity Western in the finals, and they're all national team players on both teams. And that year, I knew Cal was leaving. Carl was leaving. He was. Oh, good. It's probably one of the best players we've had. Like, like I, it's it's crazy how good he was. But I remember he, I knew he was going to leave the the, system, the team. So I'm like, I have, you know, there's a spot for that was staying. I'll decide it. I know Jimmy was going in because my brother told me, and he was two years old. Really good. But yeah, I decided to still take the leap because Carl was leaving. But then taking the leap is like, okay, am I taking the leap into going three year but do uh, going to such a system or going straight to university and just attempting to, you know, perform there. Because if you go to Limualu like for two or three years, think of the development like physically, like volleyball skill. You get a lot better at University and you're just dominating those 18 years basically, right? Um, but then, like, you're losing two, three. Well, then you're not losing, sorry. You have to adapt your, you know, your. I am like, like two, three years of just doing extra classes, you're not working for two, three years afterwards, or whatever you want to do afterwards, right? Play volleyball. Um, so at that time, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going straight to university. Like, I don't want to go to Baloo. Because I know my brother was there for only one year or one extra year, maybe two if he wanted to do like a master's or something, because he was finishing up his bachelor on that last year. I'm like, all right, I really want to play with my brother. I never did. 
So oh, I decided to just skip Imalu and go to uh, straight to So when that happens, uh, you have to do a transitional year, they call it, uh, no matter what, no matter what. So you pay the same amount as a university uh, program for the semester, but you're just taking general classes like maths, science, psychology, whatever you want to take that's going to help you the program. So you're basically paying the same fee, but you're taking SEGEP classes, which are offered at university, which is kind of weird, right? But um, if you don't want to pay that fee, then you go to Malou, but then you don't get to play with Laval. But I really wanted to, so I'm like, oh, I have to do this transitional year. Transitional year. That's for every outsider's going to Quebec. They have to do that year. It's two semesters. There's general classes and sometimes it's really important to make sure that you're taking the right classes because afterwards when you want to go into a program they don't look at your high school background they only look at those classes you took last year because they don't care about the area of education really they just want to see those classes so if you're doing bad like i did some of those classes, then it's, it's harder to go into the program right so you gotta gotta make sure that those classes are, are well performed um, but that's the only difference like how you can skip such a and just go to university right away nice nice and i am curious obviously you're in a national final so you're you're entering a team who's serious and wants to play for another national title but let's let's call it what it is before you entered i think laval was the last team to win a national championship and i think that was 92 or 93 so it basically was canada west canada west canada west canada west so what is the secret sauce at laval whether it's the preseason or finding other teams to play uh maybe at the holiday break or like obviously montreal is very good and sherbrooke's got very good in the last year but in your era the the host conference wasn't that strong so what are you guys doing to make you like kind of commit to this belief that you can win a national championship where you might not get tested in the first semester of league play yeah Ugh. there's a lot of story here there's there's <laughs> a lot of stuff that we did completely different just to change our mindset but um obviously we all like gino and Pascal were always good for that like inviting teams over and we always had like those challenges where we host a team for the weekend and play two or three games um, and then that's it. So I think we had, I don't remember, maybe it was Manitoba that came down. Um, let me think. Uh, sorry, it was Alberta, I think, that came down. But we go play like Trois uh, just for like, uh, for, for the people to like attract people to come see the game. And then we go to Quebec afterwards, um, full, full crowd. Like, so he, they did a lot of challenges like that. And then like during, um, winter like christmas break we went to florida uh where there were like mcmaster um maybe alberta there were like big team and uh, i remember like lost like three zero three master uh we lost like two hours we put those games was so important because we got some video out of it of how they were playing us and how they were as well um and what we we could do to you know like just change our game to adapt to them especially that we knew we could see them at, at cis national like and we did but oh yeah they were good at like bringing teams you know just making sure that we, we were always competing 
against higher caliber because obviously like you said like Sherbrooke for some reason they had good players just not good chemistry not maybe not good coaching I don't know what happened but it was just it was always easy but we had a good team I gotta say that and then Montreal uh, playing at Montreal is always hard like in that gym that small environment so that's always a grind but we always came out on top they were still they were good like mental challenges for us playing Montreal over there that uh, helps Oxy Laval playing in those environments. But I remember like our practice squad, and that's where the big difference maker, I remember that first year where we were able to you know, step up on our level to, the, to match the national championship. It was the fact that we had such a squad in terms of skill set that we could just challenge our starting lineups like we did was two starting lineups. So like Olivier Genie was starting the whole game. I only played uh, in provincial finals or semifinal minutes where I performed very well and then I played at CIS. But Janine was playing most of the year on the other side, starting squad with Mondou. And I was on the other side with like Alexandre Raymond, uh, Marco, and then like Sam Depré. We're all gamers. Like we wanted to make them just get so bad and read us. So we were always pushing them. And then, like, our Vincent Bernier was the guy that played libero starting at the national championship because Pialisi got hurt. Well, he was our libero on the hard side court. So, like, we had a really good squad and we're winning most of our, our uh, challenges through practice. You know, like, the like Pascal was doing, like, all well, starting squad just to practice the chemistry against us. And we're always, like... Right, they're this close, are always winning, and they're getting so mad because we just knew how to play them and how to you know, play against my brother and play against this guy. And we were cheap guys, but they were getting mad at us, and we're not that at all. Like our side of the courts, like we had a left side that was like five ten. It was me six two. Our setter like five eleven. And we're all small, small guys, but just always in their face. Like the chemistry, the team chemistry that year, I could say like it was so close. These guys, they played team back together um, throughout the year. They played such that you know that those extra two three years in Sajab they count because when you go to university, team chemistry is there. Then, um, but yeah, I, I loved that group because they were always pushing it. And, you know, we had that big middle Anton and Tony in the middle, and at the start, like he couldn't. He couldn't follow my brother or people on the other side. But like throughout the year, he just got so good for some reason at blocking them and just he knew where they were going. And then that was, you know, getting my brother mad. I can't get through this guy. And massive, thick. But then like that pushed my brother to just, you know, like be better. And so we're always in their face. And that was like an important part. We were never like disappointed of her like practice. Like, oh, they're always better than us. It is what it is. We're like, no, no, we're always pushing. And like, that's a different maker. Like, our squad was just like so close. And even though we're at practice, talking through the net and playing those mini games before practice where it's so competitive that you don't even want to lose those mini games, like, that's how bad it was. So then, like, we go in the locker room and just like all friends, all like, we're really happy with each other. We're not talking to them there. Well, Still, do outside of court, but you know it's different. Now, 
Let's jump ahead to nationals because I think it was one of the most fun nationals I've seen. I wasn't there in person, but I got to watch it on the live stream. And the live stream, I don't think did it justice, but you could still like feel the crowd on it. So obviously, you guys are hosting, and I'm curious if you remember the quarterfinal because you're playing Big Bad Alberta, and I think they, according to the the box score here, they 15'd you in the first set, and then you guys come back to win it in four. But that place was rocking; it was loud. You came in, and I think you were a big serving sub, and maybe got a couple digs and a couple kills. Like, what was that? game like where you're playing a team that you know is going to be really strong but you're at home court and you're ready to go for a national championship yeah so leading up to that so we played alberta at the start of the year like i told you a challenge and i was i was 18 and i was i wasn't that good you know like in terms for volleyball university level like playing alberta no way you're ready right we're playing against all those homestead guys and, uh the right side of player of the year like those guys are way too good for me, but I, we were playing like half half starting squad, squad half, you know, half bench guys, and I was a bench guy at that time. But um, I remember going through the net on a hit, and you know, their starting setter he was he was really good. He was tall. I forgot his name, but he broke that his ankle on that play, and I felt so bad. But I think I think the holy get back from that ankle, so that maybe helped us. But I, I don't want to say it was like, hey, this that was my plan the whole thing, but the whole time, but just maybe him not being there for Alberta, you know, because he had a really good team, maybe helped us a bit, obviously. But hey, everything happens for a reason. Maybe that was a, <laughs> like, maybe Brett Walsh was supposed to play. I don't know. Anyways, but leading up to that, I remember like going into um, provincials, I'll just lead up to that. Finals, I was not really playing with a Janini, but I was super good at serve, receive, and defense because I was uh, coached by Frank, and Frank was real at 16 you like, oh, we're not doing a hitting drill until the last 20 minutes of the practice because we're doing serve, receive, and it's the most important skills, right? Or else you can't hit. I remember, like, I got in uh, for the finals because we lost the first game at home, and then I go for Montreal and ever since touch the court and go off. I was just outperforming on service received. It was me that we could take off Moldu. Moldu could hit a bit more. I was only there for service received defense and not blocking. I was a really good one-on-one blocker. Like I could read the player very well. Um, Frank always told me that. City always told me that. So I, but I was only there for service received. But when I got there in the finals against Montreal, we came back third game at home because we lost one. Just I played like I was in high school. You know when you do a point, you're just running around and you're just celebrating like crazy. You don't care who's in this game, who's watching. I didn't even know the players on the other side. Right? You know when you get in game, you're like, oh shit, that guy's good. Oh, maybe I should. Oh, I didn't probably get stressed. But then one then provincial. So when we went to the nationals, I didn't know any guy. Who's the player of the year? I don't know this guy. So when I got like on the court, I never got off from the finals. Pascal and Chino were like, oh, we got to play. I remember they like, he, the service, he, right? My brother is a really good efficiency in the middle. Tommy, if he's one on one, it's easy. Maldu as well. So we need to service, he, especially those West team where they're hit, spin, serve, bomb. Where compared to us, we were just like floating. We only had like Tommy spinning. Um, so our team was like more accuracy, like, hey, we're going to play defense. So 
I played. I never stepped out. Um, that's where it, it all happened, you know, it was just me being myself, not caring who's the Alberta team. Like, I don't know these guys. I was just going in, service team. I remember my brother is like, <laughs> I think it's first time out or something where I got blocked on Alberta. And he told me, he's like, you're only there for that. Swing the hardest you can if you get blocked. Doesn't matter. Just, you get stuff, you get stuff. Aim for the walls. If you get the ball, I would give you like four, four balls a game. Right? <laughs> or maybe a bit more in the finals, but uh, the other games, just to, you know, help with the medals. But he was, he told me like, yeah, you're only there for that. And then when, when Alex, Alex got points, like his hips were not really, they were like, he needed an operation, right? He was done. So Vincent came in and then me and Vince, well, we played on the practice squad, you know, on the other side together all year long against the good guys. They're starting squad. So we were super good together, like in terms of whose ball was taking metal. So when we're on the court, we get screw up Mondou. Me and him just serve receiving, basically. It was Mondou, also a really good serve receiver. So, um, but yeah, I was... I remember that national. I never knew any guy, so I was just playing myself, and I was anxious, obviously, because you're going in there, you're walking in, right? The big stadium, four thousand people, hell's bells from ADC, ACDC. I mean, like the song, and walking in, you this is crazy. But honestly, like I love, I always. I will always remember that moment just because it's a moment where you're in a different mindset and you don't you don't look on the other side like oh key on that player key on that like I don't know I'm just playing the game the love for the game right but yeah that's not actual like we went there we played Alberta and I think the guy was a bit stressed because four thousand people is a lot especially when you're getting a crowd of. 300, 400 people a game because we, we used to play in the old gymnasium and then for national we go into the track and field place where they put a, a different you know, those course, those uh, sports courts with those big stands so it was kind of I think stressful for the guys and but after that first set where the stress went away where we did some you know sub with the lib and just guys like Let's play our game and bet the crowd behind us. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the game was over. And I remember one ball. So I think the second set, I'm not quite sure which I would. Second set, actually. Yeah. Where I saved the ball in the scores, score stand, you know, where the people are taking stats. I jumped over that and brought the ball back. And, and like, finally won that point. I think that point is on you somewhere. I don't highly but we always that was the big point and my dad also from like still to the, that that point was just like the crowd came like came up all the, the sound was so loud because we won that point an impossible point and alberta like we could see that their level was just like, starting and us we were just like all right this is our game now we won 3-1 still a really good close game I think it was like 26, 24, the other sets. But like, we were always, after that, I remember we were always in the driver's seat. Um, obviously, Alberta were, I think they were ranked, no, they were not ranked one at that tournament. 
I don't uh, think so. I think you guys were somehow the four or five matchup, and I don't know how the seedings work that way, but uh, it, it was pretty lopsided, to be it honest. Was, it was Brandon, because we played Brandon in the semifinals, so it was one, four, and then two, three. Yeah, it was Brandon the first seed, but yeah, Alberta had a really good team. But like what I told you, like just those key moments of like pushing each other, like, hey, we're still down. Like in practice, oh, we lost against them, like the 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 second squad, but they always figure out a way to come back and just, you know, grind those moments. Um but yeah, that was for Alberta and then like Brandon, it was just a completely different story that you know, I I could talk a lot about it, but <laughs> well, well, the one story I know we are getting tight for time here. The one story I want to hear is the finals, and the reason I bring that up is being an Ontario guy. I know a couple of the Mac guys, and you're not over exaggerating how loud the crowd was. I heard from their outside hitters they have an out of system audible that they just call the type of set they wanted. Well, they couldn't hear each other on the court. That's how loud the audience was. So when you're saying it's four thousand packed in there, like what was it like that they're just going crazy every single point where like literally Mac couldn't hear each other on their set calls? Oh my. Like the, there's a picture out there. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's Jory Manta serving the ball with all our team with trumpets at the back, basically on the court, almost on the court where the security guard has to hold them back. The football team is there, and football team still a big rivalry to McMaster, and there's a, the, all the the, the the Laval sports program were there just cheering us on and like. We didn't like. We didn't have a system like that, like like all our red, black. So obviously for them it's harder, right? But we just we were into us, and obviously we were cheering when they had the ball, and like when we had the ball, it was more like violence. So it's good for us. But having that crowd, obviously, it's amazing because you make a point. I'm putting big master shoes. Like they make a big point, and no one's cheering. And it's like, oh, shit, like, imagine us, like, big point in the crowd. was crazy that like, the energy just brings you to another level. Obviously, like, playing those McMaster squad, like, really good squad in the finals, um, and having that crowd helped us a lot. And I always tell my brother, like, they were playing all the crush guys, well, from my age. I never got win against them, aside six to national right but it was not really their full crush squad so when we got there and we, we won my brother's like hey man you finally did it you finally beat those guys which was the most important stage for, for a career right now had the leaders or the coaches kind of instilled a routine for you guys like how do you how do you not go to the gym overly excited ready for a national fan, uh, final in front of family and friends like could you still like eat breakfast like you normally would or were you like overly excited were you just waiting for game time like what was the mood in the team room because it it had to be different not only playing for a national championship but doing it with all your friends and family there right yeah yeah no no for sure um the team room it was kind of weird because our, our our setup at laval we had a team room at the old gym and then all the guys had to go to physio to get tape. It was like downstairs at the physio um, place. That, anyways, so it's like we were all separated. And then I don't know what happened. I think it's just saying or something or the captain. It's like, why don't we just move our, our, our team room downstairs in the physio? Like, oh, I got to find the physio. We finally to all move our stuff downstairs in the physio because we felt we were separated. Together, right? Just those little 
ideas of like, hey, we're not together. Like we should be as one one team. You know that that's that's how like good our team chemistry and team bonding was. So we all moved to the physio, and then I remember the physio just um, walking. There's no stress, chilling. Everyone's make doing their tapes, listening, relax music or whatever we had, and. Um, but it was a different vibe because you're not in the team room, right? You're in the physio room. So it's like unofficial. There's a bit of stress and the guys are just sitting in those big physio chairs getting massaged and, you know, whatever it is. So uh, it, was, it was different. But, you know, that camaraderie and just that that vibe at the start, it takes a lot of stress off the locker room and being in your place and in your head, not really talking. So, um, I love those moments. You know, you're always just, you're, you're chilling. There's no stress. You're going to play a sport that you love and you're, you know, you're trying to perform it and try to win. And we knew we had the, the crowd with us. All our family are there to support us. That we win or lose, you know, they're always there to support us. But obviously you want to play better when they're there, right? It's, it, it was still, uh, it's one of those moments where, you know, like, you don't win then you feel like it's, it's it's not as valuable as winning because you know like oh yes my family was there always cool it was cool having an event at home but imagine just winning with your family the, the, the best ball that we had it was just like it's, it's, it, it has the moment a hundred times you know for sure. For sure. So just to jump ahead one step, cause we'll have to get you back on. I feel like there's a lot of stories still to tell, but, uh, in your era, it wasn't, uh, very common to leave CIS or U sports and get a pro contract right away. So a lot of guys are going to FTC. So uh, at that time, what was that experience like? Because uh, I mean, you're, you're leaving school ball and you don't have class anymore, but FTC, man, it's, it's two practices a day. It's lifts. Like they're treating you like a professional athlete trying to gain that capacity. So were, were you pretty excited or because you were a Laval guy, you kind of already knew what Gatineau was going to be like, and you kind of just hit the ground running and get ready for that first contract. Yeah. So obviously I still tried to go right away, but like I was not ready physically. I can tell you right that like right away I was not ready physically, maybe skill wise, but physically I was not ready because I've seen my brother play there. I've seen the difference, like in terms of like hitting power, and you know, like guys jumping higher and etc. So I was not ready. So I knew that FTC was, was the way, but I still tried to go play pro because it's a different experience, right? Playing pro, like you're playing for money, you're playing. It's different. FTC, you're grinding. It's a grind, but if you like, if you love grinding, it's the place to go, right? Um, so, anyways, I think I tried to go and then to go pro. pro play Provo. And then at the end of the summer, I called Dan Lewis and I said, Hey, there's still room. Like, yeah, man, you're the last one in, like, come on in. I, I got lucky and maybe it's all for a reason. Right. Um, but going into uh, NEP or FTC, how you want to call it. Um, obviously, uh, it's a grind. Um, it's not like it, it's different because you go from, uh, different programs, um, some guys come from college, some guys come from high school. Um, so the skill level is not all there. So when you're practicing, sometimes there's, you know, some up and downs. Uh, so it's a lot of focus on yourself, but you want to stay as a team as well. Because if you don't have that team, you know, commodity, out of fun, 
like a lot on yourselves, but I needed that. Like Dan Lewis obviously taught me a lot. Weights wise, I gained 10 pounds that year. I needed that. Um, taught me a lot on that. And, you know, he compared me to him just because we're like the same height, you know, playing left side, same skill set, just getting in hands a lot. And, um, and he wanted to play the barrel. But I want to play left side. Um, but that year, I, I'm very grateful for him just because you learn so much. And I am a grinder. I love it. I told you, we're on the second squad. We're grinding. I'm going to FTC. I'm grinding as well. And I love it. And I had Jay McCarthy with me as well. Really good friend. And, like, I just love, you know, just meeting him. You know, he's from the master. Like, we're rivalry, but we're so good buddies now. And Andre um, as well. But I made really good friends there. Um, and I'm still playing with... Two of them, like Eric Gerard and Trevor, are still playing with me on Monday. So, but FTC, like, if honestly, like, I recommend it to people, but um, only if you're ready to grind and actually put in the work. Because if you're only there, to, you know, oh, I'm going to practice and that's it. Obviously, I had some practice like that for sure. <laughs> I can tell you that, but like pushing yourself and having that pushing you in the ass, and, like, no, you're not doing the right stuff, you're late by a minute. All those things add up, and uh, they're really important, especially if people play pro. Um, by example, like I think I went from FTC, FTC, and then I filed for B team, ended up making it, and then I took. Anyways, I trained for a bit, and then I took like a month off before going to play pro in France because I wasn't sure, like, oh, will I have a contract or not? But that month off killed me. I got in France out of shape the first month. Um, but like, I still got it back because I had those habits from FTC, you know, just being on the training. And so I got it back real quick. But if if, if not, I could have, you know, just stopped tracks and it would have been way worse. But um, no, I'm happy that like FTC existed. And I think now it's different. I think now it's there's no FTC like after university. I don't know how it works. I think it's strange, but um, uh, no, I was happy and no, I was happy to have Dan as well with the same uh, profile as me to, you know, just compare him to having shadow me. For sure. For sure. And uh, you go on to play in France and I think the national team certainly under Glenn's air has always had a good relationship in France, but uh, even your brother going there, but I did notice uh, just scrolling through uh, Volleybox there, your club hadn't had many Canadians. I know your year it had Brooks and Alex, but uh, before that, uh, was there anything your brother could tell you or another Canadian could tell you, or because you're going to a different club than maybe other athletes had, you'd kind of were going in blind. Uh, No, my brother could tell me like, it it was a a decent club. Like they had a good, always good player base. Um, but he always told me, well, obviously the, the longest the manager is so, so bad. Like <laughs> he, 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 he's, he, he, I don't know, he can't handle the way like his money. Anyways, he, in relation to client, which us, the players, very bad. He doesn't like to deal with outsiders. So me having an agent, he doesn't like the agent. He wanted just to talk to me. I'm like, no, he didn't provide you with any. Like, it was, it was hard for outsiders to go with that club just because of that guy. But always a manager, um, and uh, I don't know. But he always told me like, hey, 
the, the team is good, but the coach is kind of weird, which he was, and he was yelled by, by <laughs> the coach. But uh, the players were always good. And he's like, oh, it's, you know, decent, decent club. Um, but he's gonna, he told me, like, be ready for that manager. Um, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, and then I told him, like, the players that were playing in that team. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I think it's a good opportunity for you because. And these guys, like, we had Christian, he played showball. He has a net here, like, middle player. We had Vlad in the right side. He's, like, 38, played Serbia. So wide. Scores 25 balls a game, but does jump this high and doesn't practice. Uh, really good setter, Gaki Chauvin. He plays at Tool, played showball, played Champions League. He was playing in that club. Um, so he, al- he always pushed me to like like go to that club and like obviously it's harder to have a contract in pro and right um, especially if you're going from like volleyball to pro it's hard to land those good contracts in like good pro pro right and French has always had like a good reputation in terms of volleyball that was B league or A league. Um, both um, I can tell you that, that right now. Um, some a lot of guys from age drop down to B for a season just to get more playing time, or they're getting older. They play Champions League, but they're still playing in B and they're really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it was a no-brainer. I couldn't say no just because it's so hard to get a contract. And I'm like, hey, I'll play out one year, and then after that, at least it's gonna open up my door. It's, it looks good on your resume, right? Like you played in France decent team and buddy always aware like told me about the manager but that's for another for sure man we'll have to get you back on it and tell a few more stories because i bet there's a few but uh uh you, you just kind of picked my brain there when you mentioned the monday league in ottawa so for our listeners yes uh, ottawa does not have a university team but it seems like you guys produce a ton of university players so uh for you to still be playing and i think you mentioned uh, eric gerard still playing phil yeldon uh we had alex O'Neill on the show i don't think he's playing this year but he's playing in that league so just talk about the quality of volleyball player in ottawa that when you go to a monday night league it's literally guys who have like a cis national championship or have played four years in the league right like just name drop for me or just uh, tell me how fun it is to go play with the guys on a monday night in ottawa we're so excited to play on mondays it's insane like we're writing like today the guys wrote in the chat like hey game time tomorrow like game day get ready be like we're all excited because we're only playing once a week but and then on monday like we have chris back as well in our team and he's all like game day boys and we're all getting excited for that um obviously monday is like our you know our religious day in terms of volleyball like we need to be there you know early because we got to stretch we're getting older and you know warm up properly and then have a good game or else we have shoulder problems so all the guys know that and then we go for a beer after but anyways to go for the league itself um well we have been we won last year and then so far this season we have lost a game but a lot of you know good players coming back and you know, creating those teams like Alex is not playing, but usually he had a good team. Um, uh, Shmulin, who played Alberta, he's playing there. He's you know, he's I don't know, he's thirty eight or, but that guy is still crushing. And he's given the ball and it's insane, like sharp cross, overhands. Like he, I think he played Japan as well in Japan um, back in the days. I'm not quite sure, but that guy's amazing. Um, there's you know, there's a guy Kevin, like a center. He's 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 fifty or something, and then he, he went last week to the World Championship over fifty in Spain. Like that's an example of like 
these guys can still play even, even if they get older and they're still competing with us and we're, we're younger than them, a lot younger. But yeah, our team, we have a really good team. We have Craig played UNB at University of New Brunswick um, as well. And then like other teams like Warren Taylor that played Czech for three, two years, three years, he played in the Pistons there. He's playing for, they, they made a Nipissing team here with Nathan Charvon that played, all guys that played Nipissing University. Um, um, but yeah, there's a lot of, you know, like good players that are still playing like here in Ottawa, but a lot more could be playing for sure. Andre Bejani is playing. He was the like libero of Western, uh, plus I, my brother on the map, like on that league. Well, all those guys are back. It's, it's only once a week, right? So it's not a big commitment. You have kids. So it's, it's fun to see all those guys out. out. So, still trying to you know, grind the game a bit, but not as much we used to. But um, no, it's 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 important to 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 keep playing uh, and having those you know those bonds with all your old friends that you 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 used to play with. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thanks, man, for sharing all that you did. Uh, one thing we try to introduce to the show is is hearing about you and you've played at the highest level and you got to play pro, but something odd or funny must have happened along the way because the volleyball community is just so great. So I was hoping that you could just share one more story before we let you go. Yeah, well, I'll share two quick, two quick ones. So CIS uh, championship, uh, my, we go out when we win the national championship, right? We all go out, drinks on university, foods on university so we're just having a good time with all the players there and remember like that was the first time that i could i saw my dad just drinking you know like a lot having a shooter with me with my coaches he was so happy and then like we're, we're both closing the bar it was 3 a.m we're walking back to our apartment we're both like hammered that was the, that that's one like only time that i've seen my dad with me and like my brother left earlier with my mom, but like that was a good, funny time that I had um, to share just because you, you don't have those moments very often. And it's probably the only time in my life, right? Um, just having your dad to party with you like that. And then another one that's, that's funny, but um, we were at uh, well World Championship in Turkey. Um, so we, we were out of the tournament. So the last night we decided to just, you know, go hang out, uh, grab a beer here and, you know, just figure out where's the, where's the party at. We're young guys. And then we end up going into a bar. I remember it was like me, Riley, John, or Jared, I'm not quite sure, but, or me and I, at the bar and like, no fence. You got sat down to this table and like, what's going on? And then all these girls start are coming to us to our table and we couldn't speak like their language right so we don't know what's going on even the server we realized like they were all hookers they're like just a hooker bar for all that are just chilling out <laughs> and we didn't know like we ordered drinks and then they wanted drinks and then jared island or something started out like they wanted to go back in the hotel like what doing here and then we had paid our bills already. And then we tried to get out and the server was like, no, no, you still have this amount. I'm like, no, no, we paid. And then like, it was a shit show. And the girls were so mad that we like, were not bringing them home. And, but we didn't know we were what, 19 years old at most. And we're just trying to go, you know, figure out what the party's at, get some, you know, good time and get a beer. And then 
we end up at this hooker bar. Like, what is this? Like, you know, but I think they're, they're a lot more popular in those like European country where you go in, you know, you can get a hooker, I guess. But like back in the day, we just didn't know. And we were stressful because like with the server like yelling at us and that didn't pay, and we're like, oh shit, we're going to get killed here or something. <laughs> it was the bar was the hotel. So like, imagine like you just a bunch of tall guys, like you're walking out of the hooker and, Hooker bar, and we didn't know how what it was named, and then you see all the guys from Motown, and it's like, oh, like this is embarrassing in a way, but we were all stressed for many reasons, right? But that was one of the funny stories that I remember, so, you know, going to World Championship on the last day. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, I worked at the OVA at a perfect time where I got to go to OCs and watch you guys play every year. So I thought I had followed your career, but it was so cool to hear the behind the scenes. Not going to lie, I was hoping for a better recruiting story, but it's funny how it all fell into place and it worked out. But uh, once again, just kind of cool to hear all the behind the scenes stuff. And thanks for sharing all that you did. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Josh.